Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip-hop, culture, and life from me, Aaron Herzog. Yes, and me, Keenan Willis. We're back after a week off for Keenan to take a trip to enemy territory. <laughs> yeah, I had to had to take a little business trip to uh, the Mile High City. Uh, surprisingly did not wear any Sixers gear. I, I really didn't plan that uh, too well. I was too wrapped up in, in repping birds gear. Yeah. Uh, given, given the time, but they know uh, they, if you're walking around they, in birds gear, they know that you're, yeah. that, I almost like doing that a little bit more. Like I almost yeah, like yeah. going to like a, like an Eagles game in a Phillies hat or something, you know, like if I'm out in, if I'm out in LA. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just let, let's, let's get all the love out while we're there and you, know, you, uh, can, you can make some assumptions. I have, I, since not living in Philadelphia anymore, I have taken much more pride in, in wearing gear of, of mm-hmm. my hometown teams around cities, especially since I lived in New York and Los Angeles to, kind of yeah. rival teams in different ways uh yeah, i also yeah, for sure i also just revel in giving people i've been go birds and random strangers the last couple of weeks it's been nice oh yeah yeah it's fun uh yeah getting a sure. go birds back is really is is great you just instantly bond with somebody on the street yeah yeah here's, i love those here's what happened to me i don't i don't think i've mentioned this on the show before but I have that instinct from walking around a foreign city uh, to give a go birds whenever I see an Eagles thing or like, a, you know, like a Sixers. And then when I am back in Philly, the instinct is still there. So as I walk down the street, I'm like, oh, shit, like it's still there. I'm kind of like, oh, lots of Eagles fans out today. And I almost right, give right. go birds to like everybody and then remember where I'm at. It's true. Well, I mean, I, I had the same thing like. Walking around the airport, um, taking off, just just lots of like lots of go birds, lots of um, you know uh, appreciative head nods and things like that. And I was like, well, we're we're still in Philly right now, but like, oh you know, yeah, I, in the airport, I appreciate the love. Yeah, appreciate I thought you meant love. in Denver because I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you saw a lot oh. of like Philly people in Denver. They could have been on their way to the Super Bowl because Denver's a pretty uh, it's a it's a hub of an airport. That's true. That's true. Layovers um, and such. Yeah, I mean, I you know there there were a couple there were a couple birds hats around, um, and I on the way back I actually wasn't uh, I, I I was originally flying out Sunday night and I, I bumped my flight up so I I ended up flying back through Chicago, um, so it wasn't even necessarily you know because I was hanging out on another philly bound uh flight but uh yeah saw saw a fair amount of birds gear people were pretty excited i uh, got a couple of compliments too because i was wearing you know a bit of a, a throwback at the little kelly green logo nice. it is exciting it's an exciting time for birds fans i think we should get into that topic that's on our rundown yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. uh it's you know the super bowl's coming up it's philly's second uh straight third if you count the mls championship appearance fourth if you count the 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 pll wings the professional lacrosse league wings. i guess i guess some people do count (laughs) lacrosse 
Well, um, listen, the, the Wings played a pivotal role in uh, the NFC Championship game in the fact that oh, they yeah. had a game they had a game for people to tailgate. Yeah, people could go early and tailgate. <laughs> they could pay that pay to get a Wings ticket so they could uh, they could get a, a head start on tailgating, which is, yeah. you know, that warms my heart as a Philly fan. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It kind Otherwise, of, would know? not have bought those tickets. No, not at all. You know, I hope that I, you know, I'm going to say it's a little sad for the wings that those seats weren't f- filled, but they weren't going to be full anyway. Nobody's, no, no. no, it's no. not like people who wanted to go to that game were missing out on lacrosse. You're either going to get the revenue or you weren't, but the, the butts weren't going to be in the seats. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you see the thing where uh, the last, this is like, uh, it's been a, a repeat of of 2017 the, yes. the warriors won then the astros yeah. won and then uh yeah. you know now the eagles are in the super bowl again and they won the you yeah. know i don't yeah. like i don't I, like I mean, it i'm gonna say right now i don't like the pattern i know that things are supposed to happen in threes if you believe in those sort of things but i don't love it well so i mean there's there's i feel like there's always like those interesting things like even with the uh even with the phils in the world series this year there was like the oh phillies win a championship or philadelphia team wins a a a world series in in economic downturn oh yeah Uh uh-huh so you know maybe maybe that means that you know we're not in a recession this year i don't know i even though we we already are but um i do like I do like kind of seeing those things just, you know, kind of giving some, uh, some fun credence to numerology and, and, you know, repeating yeah, patterns, and stuff. like not, not putting ton of stock in it, but waves I do think it's the, fun. Waves in the ocean of cos- the cosmic ocean things. Like yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, it's, fun. Uh, it's it's fun to appreciate it is fun it's fun to see those things but it does you know i but then when the pattern gets broken i'm like ah you know yeah yeah i look at it i look at it too much in the other direction right but sure. there's one thing of of the cosmic wave if if the cosmic clash between andy reed and the eagles i feel like <laughs> the eagles owe andy reed one more than andy reed owes the eagles one Hard Meaning they owe they they need to hand him a they need to they need to win that's what I mean. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean that like of the two of them, the Eagles the Eagles owe him a a slap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I you know and like I found myself actually defending Andy um, relatively recently because uh, I'm not a hater. Like, I like Andy Reid. I was happy when he won yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And like someone was saying, like, oh, like you guys give Andy Reid too much credit, like blah, blah, blah. He couldn't win with, you know, a pretty solid team. And I was like, I, you know, you look at you look at some of those teams it's like, yes, did we go to the NFC championship game? What, like four straight years? Sure. Yeah. But like, should we have been there? Probably not. Not all four. Um, no, the year that. They actually made the Super Bowls the one year that they had any sort of weapons on offense outside of mm-hmm. uh, McNabb and, I guess, Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was the only year that they were like, I guess we need a receiver to be good at football. It'd, It'd be, be nice, nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that the uh the Chiefs understood immediately his whole time yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the biggest fault of, of, of Andy was as an his executive, as a father. Not as a <laughs> ooh, ooh. Too can you can we say too soon? Can I say I don't know. Uh, well, uh, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's not. It's that not he cares incorrect. about football too much. <laughs> you're not You're not incorrect. Uh, I was going to say as an executive. Yeah. Um, you know, because he, he didn't really. He had a little too much control. Um, but, Over uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he's got other than that, I'm going to say he's got he's got a uh, he's got a lot of control over the Chiefs as well. Their general manager, Brett Veach, Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania, hometown hero. Oh, uh, didn't know that. Yeah, he's uh, he's Mount Carmel area's uh, uh, pride and joy. He's the reason why the Chiefs are are now just a favorite team of Central Pennsylvania, replacing even, even Steelers and the, Eagles. Uh, above the rap and grandma. Yeah, above the rap and grandma. Yeah. Wow. Formerly wow. the most famous person to come come out of my hometown, um, but yeah. So he he uh, he's somebody. He was uh, he went to Delaware, um, played football. Delaware was on the Eagles practice squad, uh, and then became like an assistant, whatever, like an assistant right. to the coaches. Not even an assistant coach, like an assistant to the coaches, yeah, and then like yeah, moved yeah. up the ranks from there. But with the Eagles and Andy Reid, and then like became like you know, an assistant coach and moved up the ranks. And now he is the, the GM of the, of the chiefs famously. Uh, he's, I think he's cemented his job in the NFL for pretty much as long as he wants. Cause he's the guy who wanted Patrick Mahomes. He is the guy yeah. who pushed for and labeled Patrick Mahomes as I, I believe the story is that he saw Patrick Mahomes a year before the draft and said, that is the best football player I've ever seen. We need to do anything we can to get him a full wow. year before the draft. Wow. So, I mean, he'll have a job in the NFL for pretty much as long as he wants to. <laughs> yeah, that's some good vision. That's some good foresight. But I'm also sure that Andy Reid has a lot of uh, say over the roster being a guy who's who's mentored him since he was fresh out of college and famously a control freak yeah 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 that's 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 interesting that's i mean you don't Um, you don't hire a guy that you groomed since he's 22 or whatever (laughs) to to be the gm if you're gonna give him all the power (laughs) yeah no that's that's a good point that's a good point i'm 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 coming to find out that like really what's important from a, a coaching standpoint, uh, particularly in NFL, but also true in the NBA too, um, is that just people trust you um, yeah. and don't necessarily feel threatened by you. Mm-hmm. And that I think a big thing is to, um, I think, tr- yeah, don't feel threatened and trust, but you have to build as like a GM or somebody who has like personnel control, you have to like run that delicate balance of putting minds around you who are going to challenge you 
and mm-hmm. think of things in ways that you don't think of things and bring new things to the table and have strengths where you have weaknesses. But uh, you are also able to be the final decision maker. And, right. you know, right. you can't you can't dilly dally around. You can't like, you know, just like you can't be a person like me who just believes the last person that you talk to, no matter what the situation <laughs> And you also can't be a person like me who will ask for your opinion and then ignore it if it is not <laughs> if it in doesn't uphold, with you. If it doesn't uphold yeah. your own opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you really gotta convince me. If if I think I'm right and then I ask you and you disagree, you really gotta sell me on on why you're right. Yeah. It really is a it's a delicate balance. Um, but the the thing you wanted to talk about a little bit is is some of the the cultural perspective about Philadelphia and the sports fan base. What what specifically? Well, you know, I just feel like as a as a fan base, like there are there are wild fan bases. You know, you look around the NFL. Maybe you you look at like Bills Mafia. You know, you look at maybe some of the raider nation the older raider yeah older raider fans uh because like vegas raider fans don't care but like throwback yeah raider fans sure um even you know bang bang niner gang but like i just feel like there's a different vibe in in philly like you know you go to you go to other cities and there's like bandwagon moments and it's like yeah you know like okay if the yankees are playing well then the entire city of new york loves them um, if the Knicks are playing well, you know, everybody, everybody gets behind the Knicks, but I, I, I feel like, um, here it is genuinely just a better city to be in when our teams are playing well. Definitely. Like, like, the, like the, people just have a people different connect. energy. Yeah. We connect, yeah. We connect. People connect. They're friendlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because like if there's nothing else that that we do as a city, it's we will unite against a common enemy when we feel threatened. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> and, and so like getting there's no no better place for that than sports. That is uh, that, that is on, like, the a consistent one. basis. Yeah, that might be the biggest strength of Philadelphians uniting yeah. together against a common enemy and maybe creating common enemies in our own minds for the sake of of pooling together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we may, you know, we, we may have our own internal divisions, but don't let anyone come from outside and try to talk about that because we will stand together quickly. Yeah. And I have you you started talking about like bandwagging, bandwagoning a little bit. And there is. I don't I don't think there's any of that with the Eagles. I think people are diehard Eagles because like you see it with the Phillies you see it with the Sixers you see it with the Flyers when the teams are good the stadiums are rocking people love the teams they support the teams they throw their their love behind the team but when the teams aren't as good they fall off they don't pay attention as much they they you know what I mean not the the city as a whole there are diehards there are diehards yeah, for I, all the teams, no matter what. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But the, the city as a whole, for sure. Yeah. The city as a whole does not fall off the Eagles, no matter what. Whether they are right. in the Super Bowl or whether they're like 2-14, and 14, they will they will hate them, but they will still right. be there talking about them. They don't ever yeah. lose interest. 
or right. like become right. apathetic or anything like that about about the Eagles. And that might yeah. just be like the nature of football. And like maybe all cities are kind of like that. Uh, but, I don't know. I, I there's there's fan bases that yeah you can you can go a few years without them like really being the talk of the town, no matter yeah. how well they're playing or not. Um, the birds are always going to be the talk of the town when when it's football season. Yeah, whether they're good or bad or just kind of yeah. like in the middle. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a that's a good point. Um, yeah, my my initial bristle was like, uh, I was just thinking about Flyers fans and like. You know, there's the flyer fandom is, I think, dwindling every year, but um, they truly are like flyers fans are passionate about the team, Mm -hmm. regardless, Um, in the same way that you're talking. There's just the city as a whole, the city as a whole. They're in clear fourth place. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I really mean city as a whole when it comes to that. There's one thing. Also, when it comes to Philadelphia, that I think other cities have to worry about that I don't think Philly does. When Boston won the World Series and started winning Super Bowls and started winning Stanley Cups and mm. won a couple NBA titles or one NBA title, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the yeah. like the mid 2000s through just a couple when, years when, yeah. ago, the Boston when there was Renaissance. at least a championship every year yeah they went from a city that everybody kind of was just like you know pulled for a little bit if you weren't like a yankees fan or something you were like oh boston's the under to like completely like we can't stand them they always win yeah they are just as bad i don't think that will ever happen with philly people will hate us people people will not stand philly fans but i don't think it will ever get to the point of like because i don't think things will change within philly from winning too much you know what i mean like the attitude of boston fans shifted when they started winning they started like taking on that we're the best attitude and i don't think that will ever happen like philly could win a championship every year in a sport and still not take on that like Oh, look at us. We're supposed to win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And and like, yeah, you saw that there were there were points where you know I was concerned about that um during during the the Phillies like golden era run. Um and I think that was I think that was just making the World Series the second year as yeah. we were defending the title that that year got a little weird and i think losing it quickly snapped us right back to oh no we can't do that again that also we can't ever get comfortable that also coincided with like a kind of down era of the eagles that was right after the nfc championship uh you know super bowl appearance against the patriots that was right after the sixers weren't they that was like pre-process that yeah they were just in the middle like middling era sixers i think the flyers had some good teams in that era but again yeah not a team it was it was all we had yeah it was all we had to care about and like i think it was because the core was like truly a a a homegrown core yeah that like Mm -hmm. we really we really felt you watched that team connected with that team yeah Uh yeah yeah um, but I think yeah, all it took was one 
one loss and be like, oh no, we can't ever get comfortable. <laughs> um, you know, I was talking to people, especially at, a loss uh, to the Yankees. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, I was talking to people at this conference and they were all like, yeah, like, you know, it must be fun to be in, in Philly right now. Like you guys are, are probably going to win. And I was like, don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how to operate as a, as a favorite. Yeah. I truly like, you think can... that the Eagles have a better overall football team and sure. still am worried, you know, I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's not like they're a major favorite. It's not like they have like a, you know, overwhelmingly better football team on both sides of the ball, but I'm still just like, I don't, I don't trust this. I'm too nervous yeah. going in. Well, yeah, it. I just like it, it. I don't, I don't ever expect to win the big Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. in situations where like you should. Yeah. Like I, like I, I look, I look at going into the NFC Championship game, and it was like, on paper, we probably should have expected to win that game. I don't know if you expected to win it the way that we did, but yeah, but you're going like, up against a third string rookie quarterback who's only yeah. played two road games against bad opponents, and like yeah. you know, yeah, but yeah, exactly. I was still worried going into it, and yeah. up until you know they kind of broke out, you know, at, when it was seven seven, I was still worried. <laughs> Exactly. It's just like you don't I don't know how to to operate as a as a favorite, when, but as when an the, underdog. When it. the fourth string quarterback came in for San Francisco, I felt worse. I was like, well, this is just this is just how we they lose now. We didn't plan for this. Yeah. This is like, you know, when a 15 year veteran who hasn't <laughs> played and who knows how long and has been on half the teams in the NFL come in, I'm like, well, surely this is how we lose. Right, right. This this is this is exactly how we would yeah, how we would lose this game. Yeah, if there's a if there's a way to make a feel good story better, it's winning against Philadelphia. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. For he, other even, people. Even Hustle. He was, it was the Philly story the whole time, and then he comes back and, and he, he's playing for the Celtics. And he's playing for the Celtics, yeah, because Philly doesn't want him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny which, the Sixers were like, oh, yeah, you could, you could use all our facilities, you could use our name, and, oh, we'll also be the bad guy. We'll be the villain, too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. It's uh it's it's been interesting. But what what I have enjoyed, um, and this is just a quick departure, we can get back to the plan, but I I have loved seeing how how salty um Niners and and Giants fans have been. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Love watching the, the salt just pour out of rivals. Like they found every way to try to discredit things, and listen, you're not the first. You're not the first team to have an injury in yeah. an important game that you were already losing. If if like, you listen to these people, the Niners outplayed the Eagles and lost thirty-one to seven. It's like, come on, yeah, man. exactly, exactly. Like you didn't have it's a like, game ripped away from you. I've literally, I literally saw people say like the the Niners clearly outplayed the Eagles on both sides of the ball. And it's like you lost thirty-one to seven. You cannot say that. Yeah, there's not a chance, not a chance. And yeah, your quarterback was just say that. Just say. Our core, our we played with a third string quarterback and he got hurt. Just be yeah. like, we weren't supposed to win and we didn't. Right. 
Right. Just say, oh, good for you. You beat a team that you were supposed to. Yeah, I, that <laughs> way, I could I could totally take that argument. Like, oh, yeah, this is nothing to hang your hat on. Like, we should have lost that game. Given yeah. Everything that that happens. Like, all right, that's that's a salty take. But I can I can take I can, you know, I can stand behind that one. Yeah, um, it's at least, uh, it's you know, a coherent level of salt. Right, right. What I what I've seen is ridiculous. Like I saw someone complaining, like, "Oh, we only gave up X amount of yards." It's like, yeah, because we had we had good great field, field position, position every yeah. time. Like, what are you talking about? We didn't have to go that far. <sighs> yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. I I I, I love a I love a salty loser. I I think we can be a a salty fan base, but I like to think that we at least, um, you know, either stick to something relatively factual yeah uh-huh. or completely just go pure emotion like i hate them yeah we don't try uh-huh. to justify it poorly no yeah know? no poor like yeah we don't try to justify with stats we don't do the thing yeah <laughs> we don't try to yeah. poorly justify it's e- it's either just fuck them exactly yeah exactly that's great ridiculous what are your plans yeah, for the yeah. game uh, so I, you know, I was going to like try and go out and be social, um, coming, coming from this conference, I, I am a little under the weather. You saw me popping some, some mucinex earlier while we were chatting before we started here. But, um, I, I unless I, unless I like start feeling much better, I'm probably just going to stay at home and watch, um, a little of that is, uh, superstitious i'm gonna be honest just a little a little touch of it because i was also sick in in 2018 okay uh and so stayed like, home ah, and, you know yeah, yeah. And stayed and stayed home so i was like ah, you know maybe i'll just maybe i'll just do the same thing and hope for the same result um what about you uh getting together with just all the philly transplants out here that i'm friends with at one of our places and watching the game same same place we watched it in 2018 that's also out of superstition. It was board, it was borderline going to be at a, at a different place. And then the, the person who hosted it, uh, it was just like, no, we got to have it at my place. Yeah, I, yeah. I hosted it last time and, uh, I'm going to do it again. And, you know, props to him. He's got a, um, a, a one month old baby and he's still, Hey, listen, no better, no better way to be indoctrinated into fandom. Yeah. Than, than to, you know, completely have your your infant sleep cycle ruined <laughs> by by well, your dad either yelling <laughs> yelling in one way or another, right, right, exactly, and, and then crying in one way or another. Exactly, you're going to see a range of emotions out of out of dad. Yeah, speaking about range of emotions from a dad, the NBA is a new scoring champ. <laughs> The guy that said he wasn't going to cry unless they won a championship. He wasn't going to cry about a, a a scoring title. Yeah. He's only crying about winning another championship. But he did it. LeBron James is now the NBA's official regular season all-time scoring champion. He was already there uh, overall, counting the playoffs. And as, as J.J. Redick said it, best this isn't just a case of longevity he's also top five all time scoring average he's been amazing and consistent and longevity and that's no it's nothing new 
that's not like people people aren't no. just finding that out about yeah. LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his his haters might deny it. <laughs> but he's also he's also fourth all time in assists. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. He's uh he's just a great all around talent. Um I, I was talking to um my my buddy Jeff made a comment in in a group chat last night, and I completely agree with him. I think it's it's a testament to LeBron's ability that he clearly just decided he was going to break the record last night. Uh, you could oh you know, like, yeah, very from, early, yeah, from the he, tip, yeah, mm-hmm. um, like literally and, from the tip, he came out aggressive on the first yeah. play of the game. Yeah, and uh, and he he you know he put up the 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 30 plus points that he needed before the end of the third quarter like yeah that just shows you his his greatness that you can you can also be fourth all time in assists um and still just like if you decide you want to go off you can just go off yeah just take just take over a game bill simmons yeah. made this point today and it's something that that i know i've made uh i know i made in the past when talking about like when talking about greatness and uh you know basketball and it's just that lebron james is probably the uh you know when you're when you're thinking about greatest player of all time in different ways there's like you know skilled there's career accolades and then this is this is one that he put forth that i that i thought i invented but it's the uh if you were going to make a five man team that was just clones of the same player what team would be the best? And it's just hands down LeBron. There's Easy. no other Easy. there's no other player that you could, you know, five Jordans yeah. would murder each other. Yeah. Or five or Kobe's would murder each other, you know? Yeah. 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 Five magics, mm-hmm. great. Five birds, great. You know? Sure. Sure. The, the but they're they're not beating five lebrons no no just you need because of the athleticism can... you know five yeah. birds aren't guarding five lebrons five no. magics may be coming close but lebron's gonna they open. can't shoot yeah five magics can't shoot like, yeah you and know, then it's... you know five se- five centers is hard it's you know right. it's hard to, you know with basketball it's always hard to compare like the the overall level of skill and talent where you're bringing centers into the, into the game, you're always, it's always going to skew towards wings who can do, sure. who could do more on the basketball no, the, court. So that's the, the one hole in the, in this argument. Yeah. The one, the one that came to mind for me when I was thinking like, who else would I want outside of like your, your Rushmore guys um, was five KGs. I would go, <laughs> I would, I'd go to war with that team. Just because, yeah, just because of the, uh, just pure passion and well and you know you you'd be able to get the ball up and down the floor yeah like if you if you tried to take like five shacks like you know your your spacing is gonna be off yeah. um even even like five duncans like you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a solid team they're gonna run the offense but like you're not gonna have a a ball handler that's really yeah defense really is gonna things. you know perimeter defense is gonna it's gonna it's be gonna a, little, a little lacking. Yeah, yeah, but you know, five kgs, you might, you might be all right. Five chucks, you might be all right. Five, five Barclays would be interesting. Yeah, 
No. Because he could shoot. Yeah. You're not getting a rebound against him. No, you're not getting a rebound. You're not getting a single oh, rebound. Excuse me. No. He no. could shoot. He, he could run the floor. He could run the break. Yeah. You know, he could shoot yeah. a little. He couldn't he didn't shoot well enough. Yeah. Yeah. He could shoot well enough to space the floor, you know. No. Yeah. Five Barclays. I can't believe I uh, Let's can't believe your, I overlooked that. <laughs> it is my boy. Um, but yeah, we just wanted uh we just wanted to touch on that, talk about <laughs> LeBron a little bit, you know, make sure that we that we mentioned the did did you see the fun numerology involved? That, no that people are, are talking about. Um, I did okay. not. So you had Kareem Kareem sets the scoring record. Um 38 weeks later, LeBron is born. Oh wow. Um then I'm gonna I'm gonna misquote this. Um you know, the record was like 38, 30, 38,380. So, so it stood like for 38 years. Stood for 38 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh broken on the 38th day of this year. Damn. Uh yeah, you know, there's you know, all there's all that fun stuff. All that yeah. fun stuff. So How's it feel it's to all, be a 38 year old man during the year of 38? <laughs> Feels great. Listen, anytime you're aligned with LeBron, it's good, good time, good place to be. Good, yeah. good place to be. You're pretty good. Cool. LeBron is is what, just like a couple weeks older than you? He's uh yeah, he's December 30th. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew he was just about a year younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's got me by 21 days. Damn. I remember his I mean his rookie year in the NBA was our was our freshman year at Temple and mm-hmm. different experiences first year out of high school, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh <laughs> but it's it's crazy. He's still going that strong in the NBA to think of how long ago our freshman year at Temple was, how yeah, how different times were, but also just do you remember? Do you remember how hype we were for that? Oh like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he debuts? was like his debut, yeah. Carmelo's debut, like yeah, that class was incredible, incredible. Yeah. We weren't even like fully ready for Dwayne Ro- for Dwayne Wade yet. We didn't. No, no, we didn't Chris know Bosch that he was going to be an all timer. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like catch on to how good Wade was until basically that first finals run with Shaq. And I was like, Oh no, he's yeah. I was like, he's, he's good. He's real yeah. good. And I still don't think I appreciate Dwayne Wade's career. Like in, in the context of. Yeah. He's, he, the history he is of the like, NBA. he's when I like list players, he's always like second, third tier for me or like a second, mm-hmm. third thought. And then I'm like, right. oh, he's yeah, he's, he's better than that. He's like, you know what I mean? Like he's probably top, you know top five shooting guards of all time definitely probably yeah definitely probably yeah like i mean yeah yeah you know different people would have him rank different places on that list but you know if he's not you can certainly make an argument for him yeah yeah he's 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 good he's good one he's a he's a good one you know Um, you know what the jury is out on whether it's a good one or not yet what's that Kyrie Irving joining the Dallas Mavericks. 
It's the trade that kicks off the NBA trade season. Deadlines tomorrow. We're coming pre-deadline yeah. with the podcast. Our NBA yeah. uh, trade deadline reaction pod will be next week. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of this, uh, outside of this first trade where Kyrie goes to the Mavericks. I'm going to just swoop in with my take very quickly. When mm-hmm. Kyrie announced that he was uh, he was seeking a trade, that he wanted to be traded, mm-hmm. I uh, uh, my response via via Twitter was saying uh, saying an NBA team would have to be absolutely desperate to want Kyrie right now, just throwing hail marys, having no plan or direction, and just hoping they accidentally do something that works. He'll be a Laker. That was my take. <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks fit right into that description as well. Yeah. They are, I, I said this to you in a text earlier, they remind me of the Philadelphia 76ers when they were just desperately trying to find a partner for Allen Iverson. And they were just trying anything. They were trying like Glenn yeah. Robinson. They were trying Chris Weber. Who who else was in that mix? I don't even remember. Like Keith Van Horn well, doesn't really count. I was going to say, dude. Did um who else got thrown in there? Matt Matt Harpering at one point, but um, Matt Harpering. I don't I don't know if he was ever considered the second second running mate for for Allen Iverson, but like yeah, no, I think yeah. I mean I think in theory what you want to build around. I I don't think Kyrie's the answer. I don't know if anybody thinks that Kyrie is the answer, but Dallas has to do, they just have to make it look like they're trying. You have to try. Yeah. You have to try. You have to make it look like you're trying. And that's what they're doing. They're making it look like they're trying. It's a strategy. I don't think it's a winning strategy, but it is a strategy. Here's, I I have a strategy. It's, it's never going to, it's never going to happen. It's never going to work. If you're going two superstars, ideal second stu- superstar for Luca is Giannis, a guy who can protect the rim, a guy who can who can pick and roll, and a guy who is I think that's I superstar ideal, not just like second player. I think ideal second superstar for him is Giannis. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. No, um, just who because... do you think? Who would you pair with Luca? Um. I don't give me give me a minute to think about that, but okay. I, because the only my, reason I the only reason I say no is because you there's never a change of pace with those mm, two. Because I'll just figure. I'm just I'm just trying to think about how to build a team around Luca, and I think you just need. I think you just go the Iverson route. I think you just go three and D guys all around him, and then sure. a center who can protect the rim and like pick and roll with him, and, sure. you know. I was like, okay, Giannis is probably the the best option as far as like the rim protector, rim runner, second star guy, and then just go defense and shooting around the two of them. Here's who I'm gonna say, and my only hesitation is is can he stay on the floor to truly be a, a second star for him? But I'm gonna say Zion. A- oh, I was gonna say A D. <laughs> <laughs> AD would also be interesting. AD yeah. actually AD would be very interesting. That yeah. might be the right answer. AD might um, be the right answer. Yeah. Because Embiid, I thought Embiid, I was thinking Embiid for a second, but he doesn't like to pick and roll. No, nah, no. Nah, He's nah, nah. doing it a little bit with Harden. Mm. And if he could make it work with Harden, he could make he could make if he could make it work with old Harden, he could definitely make it work with young Luca. 
but sure. it doesn't it's not a perfect fit he has to he has to uh adjust and he's gonna, his game and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to work just as hard on on defense which i think is gonna take a little either either that or he's not playing um defense and he's just worried about just worried about offense and uh, any second star or team that you build around luca is going to have to have some defense going on in it yeah yeah exactly exactly um now the only reason i was thinking zion was because um it just creates two opposing gravity points like you gotta as a defense you gotta collapse in on zion if he's if he's in the post and you gotta blitz Luca out on the perimeter, mm-hmm. but you can't do both. Yeah. Um, and I he's a good that. enough. He's a good enough cutter um, that he's gonna he's gonna catch you sleeping, and Luca will find him. Do you see that um, more as like an inside outside game than like a working together kind of like pick and roll moving? See, yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm trying to build a team where just where Luca and one other person goes to work. And the three other guys just stand around waiting to shoot threes, <laughs> just like real Houston Rockets uh, hardened. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're if you're yeah if you're doing that, um, yeah, if you're doing that, I think AD might be the guy. Like you know, AD on the floor. Um, that might be that might be the right answer. That might be the answer. Yeah, because it's a you're it's a little bit of a different cha- pace than going with Giannis. Yeah, but he can still he can still pick and roll. He can still he can still run the run. He can still actually handle the ball enough. He's not as good on defense. He's still uh, solid. He's solid. He's not bad. I think he's a plus. He's a plus defender. He's a plus defender. He he's I don't do I don't think he's as good as, of a defender as Giannis, but he's a, sure. you know <laughs> sure a sure. plus defender. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. That's a that's a tough one for anyone to be a, <laughs> as good of a defender as Yeah, yeah he's, exactly. He's so we're good. talking we're talking guys at the, at the top of the top of the game right now, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. It'll be interesting. I'm sure it'll be like a a situation like I don't know, like all others where Kyrie looks like he can coexist with a team and another superstar for a little bit, and then he gets, I don't know, he gets bored or he gets in his own head about it. Or he just or he just decides that he doesn't want to do it anymore. I don't know what I don't know what his deal is, but well, so a couple things I, I am slightly encouraged by. One, I'm curious to see Jason Kidd coaching Kyrie. Yeah. Um I that a net, I think that's a, a, a former Nets superstar with a kid from North <laughs> Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know it's you know he you know he watched him play. Um and it's it's either going to go really well or really poorly. You know, I don't think I don't think you'll just have a medium level of success. I think it, it, that relationship's either going to be great or it's going to flame out. Yeah, you know, in like fifteen games. Um, yeah, in Kyrie, in theory, yeah. you know, we're talking about we're talking about running mates for Luca. In theory, Chris Stapps could have been it. We're talking about a guy who can pick and roll, pick and pop, and protect the rim. Yeah. Chris Stapps, yeah. you know, wasn't a bad attempt at it. No, it was, that's the right mold. Yeah. Um, he just was a little, uh, he was a little soft. That's all. Yeah. Um, 
fragile and soft, but you can't have um, two. You yeah. can't have two, look. I'll say it. You can't have two white superstars on the same team, even if they are European <sighs> whites. I would say you can't have two European stars on the same team. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily white guys. I don't think you can have two European stars on the team. Yeah. If Which you go American, much. if if one's European, one's American, it's okay. Maybe. Maybe. Like if you'd had like one has to be American. One has to be American. I'll say that. Because like you got Dirk and Nash. Almost. But, I mean, yeah, European Canadian. Canadian so, yeah. You know. I mean, you gotta you gotta have at least one American white guy. Have you have you seen this uh have you seen this tweet from Shams about the Wait, Lakers which... about the Lakers looking to bring back D'Angelo Russell? Dude, so that yeah, that trade is interesting. It looks like the Lakers would be getting a lot in that, and I'm trying to figure out how that's really gonna work. So Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves in discussions on a three-team deal that would send D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, Westbrook and draft compensation to Utah, and Mike Conley Jr. to Minnesota. Yeah. But then also um why does Minnesota Vanderbilt, do that? As I think they're blowing that thing up. Yeah. But, so do was, they yeah, get it, do they get picks? Do they get I picks? I think they would get someone? a bunch of picks. Yeah, I think they would get a bunch of picks. I see why I I see why the Jazz would do it. They're getting the Lakers probably the Lakers picks, and they're also probably gonna buy out Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Uh yeah. You know, I see why the Lakers do it because they're flailing. And well, I mean, if, if you give that team Malik Beasley, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, yeah, Jared Vanderbilt, I, I, that's a that's a much I different Lakers team. Yeah, it's a much different Lakers team in a West that's wide open. Yeah, like that. I, that's a that's a Laker team that like I wouldn't necessarily want to play in the playoffs. Hmm. If they if they can make it there, um, you know, you add LeBron and AD in that mix, like that's a that's a solid team. You get a couple guys that Pat Bev just played with last year, so maybe he can be the bridge, you know, in the locker room. But like I, I think that's a that's a trade that lets the Lakers right back into things. But Minnesota, it, that's a, that's a trade. That's just we're trying to recoup. That's, yeah. Picks. What do they do? They get rid of Cat next? Is he the next? Is he the next move? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I think it's just we're going to punt on this year and let's let's try to build some some draft stock. I can try to yeah <laughs> try to get draft picks back after yeah ruining all. <laughs> like I saw I saw a tweet that was like. Uh... <laughs> Rudy Gobert somehow still drew a, a better return from a from a draft compensation point than Harden and Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is absurd. Yeah. It really And is. it's like not close. It's a significantly better draft. Because in return. no world is is Rudy Gobert a better player than either than no. either one of those guys. No. I mean the situation specifically with Kyrie is much different because he, you know, he just insisted out a week before the trade deadline. Sure. Yeah. But that's, that's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I think they're just probably trying to recoup some, some draft stock. That makes sense. Maybe there's more, there's gotta be more because there's no way that 
that all all that goes to LA for Russ. And like what what picks do they have to trade? They can trade they can trade the the first in 2027. I think 2027 and 2029 are are yeah. the only two picks that they have and yeah, I guess like, they got a a swap in 2028 that they could that they can that they can throw into the deal too. Yeah, I I just I don't I mean I got you talking maybe give them some of their picks back. Um, but like I I don't know. I don't know. That seems that seems odd to me. Yeah, there's got to be you, more of that one. Yeah, Utah would only do this to take to to grab more picks. You know, there's not like a player that they're gonna wanna unless unless they're just trying to shed um contract. But like you're, you're well, that's taking, why you're taking yeah. you're taking it on to then buy him out. Like that well, Westbrook is. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook is the you know expiring deal. So the you know the price to take yeah. him on and clear off your cap is. Oh, that's true. You get rid of you get rid of Conley. That's that's fair. Yeah, you get you get that contract off the books, and then you you get Russ off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what that ends up being. Um, all I know is we got what 19 hours until yeah what is it noon pacific or, or noon eastern um yeah noon noon pacific um it's it's been quiet it's, it's been pretty quiet in a year where like there's a lot of teams that probably should be looking to do something here's what i think i th- i think quiet might mean more is on the works than a lot of noise. Yeah. I feel yeah, like a lot of noise. I feel like a lot of noise is when people are trying to drum up interest and yeah. trying to, you know, uh, raise people's stocks. I think right. when you hear a lot of rumors, it's people trying to maneuver themselves into moves. And sure. when it's quiet, it's because they're actually working on moves. Yeah. That is yeah. my completely, uh, it's just completely non-connected <laughs> in any way whatsoever uh, take. That's true, though. NBA front offices and trade deadlines. I, I, I think there's, I think there's some truth to that, though, because yeah, there's, there's sometimes where it's like, all right, who, who leaked this story? Like you, you're just trying to, you're just trying to get some interest here for your squad. Um, you know, there's there was a, a caveat in the follow up to Shams's article that was just like, you know, they there are other deals involving D'Angelo Russell, so like maybe they do something else. Like, I don't know. Yeah, is D'Angelo know. Russell? I don't like the overall trade for the Lakers is good. You know, moving off of Russ, bringing in, you know, especially if they get Beasley and Vanderbilt, like that's, yeah, that's sure. a, that's a great trade for the Lakers, but I yeah. don't see, I don't know. D'Angelo Russell isn't much of a difference maker to me. You know, he's a nice piece. I mean, they don't have a point guard. Yeah. Like I, 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 I think Russ has actually been getting unfair flack this year. He's really not playing that poorly, but, um, they don't have a point guard. Not that not that D'Lo is like you know your prototypical point guard, but you know um, they also have LeBron. You can get away with right. not having a prototypical point guard, right? When you have LeBron, right? Yeah, but then LeBron's yeah. not being LeBron. 
that's that's the the trade off. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it gets them some youth. Like they're they're an old team. Um, when they you know were a young team, maybe you're admitting some mistakes on D'Angelo Russell. Um, but you know what you have in Russell because you've had him. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I I think it makes a lot of sense for them, but they're the only ones I think it makes sense for. What's Russell's? What is D'Angelo Russell's path? He was a Laker and then a Net, mm-hmm. and then a Warrior, and then a Timberwolf. Is that the four teams? Was, on? was he a Warrior? He was a am Warrior. I just, am yeah. I just forgetting about that? Yeah, you're forgetting about the time he spent in Golden State. Really? I, that yeah, he was a Warrior in that in one of those off years that they had. In one of those, like everybody was hurt for part oh. or most of the year. Yeah, nineteen nineteen twenty. Huh. Was he an all star for the Warriors, or was he just an all star when he was with Brooklyn? And then, um, he scored his career high for them. Okay. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, so he's he was in the Durant deal. Okay, that yeah 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 that makes sense. Yeah, so he was in a Durant deal. He he put up 52 on 37 shots um, in a loss to Minnesota, and I guess that's how he got there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he averaged a career high, 20, 23.6 in that one season. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Good for him. I guess everybody can look good uh, in in Golden State. Like, has anyone gone to Golden State and like been worse? Trying to think, trying to think of players who have been through Golden State recently. I feel like there have been some guys that have not looked much better, but I don't think anybody's taken like a a drop. No, they have such a good team. Even if you take a step back in like overall stats, your efficiency's better, you look yeah. better as a teammate, you're getting better shots because of the people around you. Yeah. Yeah, man. You just gotta you just gotta get to Golden State. That's the plan. Are they gonna make the playoffs? Yeah. Do They'll they want to the make the playoffs? Of course they do. Do they? Yes. You remember, I, I started off this year semi-joking that they're tanking. You don't, I know you said this, you don't <laughs> want to waste any years uh, that Steph has left. Yeah, but Steph's been hurt, what, three times this year? I, maybe maybe the year is already wasted. Possibly. You know? I mean, they're getting old. Maybe they, maybe if, they need a... If they have any sort of... Back-to-back you know, if they have any sort of semi-major injuries that eliminates kind of the possibility that they make a deep run sure yeah maybe they maybe they see what happens with their luck in the lottery but but I don't know they have are they going to trade dream on tomorrow I mean, I told you no a couple weeks ago. Now I don't know. I've heard no rumors. 
you know, there's been nothing nothing that I've seen that's been like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, there's there's a, there's a chance here, but like it kind of seems silly not to from from a purely if you don't think they're gonna bring it back standpoint. Yeah. Do you think there's any way that Draymond takes less money to stay if they're like keeping the band together? Uh, if they're maybe like they promise to move a couple of the young pieces that aren't really meshing to to bring in some say, veterans to you know sure you know for next year even yeah you know my answer to that is not legally no i don't think there's any way that legally he just takes a a, a lesser contract cuz this is his last chance at a at a deal at a yeah like a, but, at a, another good deal you know but they're in golden state and there are a lot of uh ways that they can they can get him money that isn't coming from the Golden State Warriors right. organization. That's that's what I'm cap. saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. There, there's the only legal, the, only illegally, only by violating the CBA. Much like my Las Vegas Aces have been uh, accused of recently. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, you know they're having a rough off season, <laughs> having a rough off season, but also having a great off season. But, so. Yeah, rough, but also <laughs> just rough in terms of accusations, stacking, stacking themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're getting a lot of they're in a lot of mud thrown on the name, but they're building building quite the super team. I I think you can just pencil in uh, Aces Liberty in the finals, um, but yeah. I, I I don't know. We're getting we're, we're getting off topic here, but um, yeah. I I don't know. Anything can happen. Anything can happen tomorrow. We'll see. What teams? What teams do you have your eye on? What are you? What are you most most looking at for the trade deadline? Um. Does what what does Brooklyn do? Because they're not done. Mm-hmm. Um. What is Miami doing? Because they're making like a series of small moves that would suggest that they're, you know, clearing a roster spot. They've already cleared a roster spot um, and and some shed some money, too. So it looks like they're they're maybe doing something. Um, Obviously, the Sixers. um, My buddy Danny was joking, like, I kind of hope that they get blown out tonight. Uh, by, by Boston to show that they need to make a move. Yeah. Um, and then um, I'm looking at who there was one more team. Um, Sacramento. I'm curious to see. Oh, if, yeah. I, not that I've heard them in you know a ton of rumors or anything, but I'm curious to see if they just stand pat and they're like we're happy to be here this year because we're ahead of schedule, or you know if they try to make a move to like stay where they are what's know? the move for sacramento what kind of i haven't i think um, you can move harrison barnes yeah. um for like, for but, what what are you looking for um youth and or financial relief to do something later um but that's yeah, that's a that's a piece that could probably go. I let me just double check to see if he's expiring. Uh, 
feel like he is. You know, he's 30. You, you have an opportunity to maybe get a little better or at least get a little younger, maybe. Harrison Barnes is such a strange guy because, like, he's pretty consistent. I think he's one of those guys, if you were, if you put him as a blind, a blind stat line for his career, you'd probably be like, that guy's, that guy's a pretty good player. Uh, and you don't think of Harrison Barnes that way necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. I like Harrison Barnes as a piece. He's solid. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. build my team around him. I'm not going to give up a lot to get him. Sure. But he's a guy maybe you want on your team. You know, there's a, uh, you know, there's a point where uh, some Sixers fans were saying, would, the, would you rather have Tobias Harris or Harrison Barnes right now? Sure. Sure. And uh, we may have neither of them tomorrow. You think? You think? I don't think. No, I, th- I, no, I, I think, don't think. I think that's... there's uh, a very, very small chance. That the only, the only player I think you're moving him for it would be Kevin Durant. I'll, uh, I'll tell you this: if there is a, if there is a Sixers, if there's a Kevin Durant to Sixers trade tomorrow, we're having an emergency podcast reaction <laughs> to it, so we can. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh ten, ten. Yeah. 10 minutes uh well I'll tell you this right now yeah after the Woj or Shams tweet uh 10 minutes you have to hop on the uh, to hop on the okay. Zoom call yeah. and uh yeah. no matter what you're doing we're dropping it all to do a uh emergency podcast my work calendar is clear tomorrow uh, yeah. intentionally yeah <laughs> uh, you know if that happens well should... oh the Lakers trade finalized Finalized, nice. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt to Los Angeles. Russell one West- first. Russell Westbrook and first round pick to Utah, and Mike Conley Jr. and second round pick compensation to Minnesota. Minnesota only gets Mike Conley Jr. and a second round and pick, a so that's second. Conley's an expiring, right? I believe so. I hope so. But He's got to be. They only point. get a second back and. You know, Mike Conley Jr. slash, you know, a second uh, round pick. That's to send. Like, why are people holding, Polenka, why are people man. holding water for the Lakers? Why are they letting the Lakers get away with this shit? <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Don't like, that's know. my reaction to this. Like, why are you helping the Lakers out? You don't yeah. need to. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that trade are, doesn't make the Lakers are clear winners in this trade. The Lakers get an A, like immediate grades for this. Lakers get an A plus. The sure. uh, the Jazz get like a B, a solid a solid B. You know what I mean? They get a first yeah, round pick back fine. on the Lakers, <laughs> and they you know all they have to do is take on Russell Westbrook's contract. They're tanking anyway, so they don't. Right. You know what I mean? It it fits. Right. It's not a slam dunk, but you know what I mean? It's a solid B, maybe even a B plus. And the the the, the just, Wolves get like a D? <laughs> there has to be something else. Oh, oh, oh. 
Okay. Also in the deal, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones to the Jazz, Nikhil Anderson, uh, N- Nikhil Alexander Walker to the Wolves. Okay. Alexander Walker. I'm actually not, not as. Piece. I'm not. Okay. Uh, that that makes Alexander Walker's good. Sense. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. That and Minnesota gets the 2024 lesser of the Washington Memphis second round pick and 2025 uh and 2026 second round picks from Utah which so will get multiple seconds they're also getting yeah they're also getting Alexander Walker yeah okay so the Timberwolves are getting a little, a little more better. than than just old ass Mike Conley yeah but still yeah, that's, this that's trade a this trade is just all it's just like hey let's let the Lakers be it's like yeah, it's like, we feel bad for the Lakers. Let's let's let LeBron ha- at least be back in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. You know, I don't want to say full on collusion, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close to full on collusion. I had to make some adjustments to the script. Yeah, but uh, I mean that's that that's what you get. You get a live reaction to a trade that breaks while we're recording. Uh, by the time this drops, you know, tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. You'll have had your time to <laughs> to process and review it. And then, you know, we promised to do an emergency podcast if the Sixers make a major trade tomorrow. I'll say this, not just Kevin Durant, any sort yeah, of just major any, trade. Yeah, yeah. Any sort yeah, of any, major any, shakeup to the Sixers, we're hopping on and doing an emergency Sixers podcast tomorrow. If there's a legitimate rotation player that, that moves. A, a legitimate starter. Uh, if, if they get a player... If Tobias Harris or Maxi are not Sixers tomorrow, we're doing a we're doing a pod. Yeah, if Matisse yeah. Thibel and Korkmaz aren't Sixers, we'll we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. No promises. How how about how about Ferk requesting a trade again? He should. He's. I mean, yes, he absolutely should. He's criminally under and misutilized by. <laughs> Uh, by Doc. Sure, sure. But just uh, twice? In the same week that that uh, Kyrie requested trade for the second time from the same team. Yeah, he should. Ferk deserves know, more. Bible deserves more. I, Paul I, Reed was... deserves more. Let's talk about Paul Reed for a second. Possibly. Let's, let's talk about Paul Reed for a second. Okay. Does Paul Reed deserve more? He deserves a chance. He deserves Does some he deserve sort of a chance. chance. Does he deserve a chance, or is it in the team's best interest? It's is a a, yes. It's you're right. It is in the team's best I, interest to give him a chance. I don't know if he deserves a chance because he hasn't been given a chance to prove that he deserves a chance. <laughs> yeah, I just you know he's in that. I I I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but he's in that weird spot where like he's only going to get better by playing through his issues at this point. Yeah. So like you either got to commit or you got to cut them, you know, like, but, but just keeping them on is almost a waste of a roster spot at this point. Yeah. And a waste of money. Um, Though thankfully not much. What do you think is the most likely move the Sixers make tomorrow? Some sort of like fringe move, like, you know, like they've been saying, they want like 
the the we want an upgrade from Matisse Thibel, some sort of like yeah. veteran uh a consolidation move consolidation basically. move ma yeah slash possibly a you know move for some sort of backup center but now Jared Vanderbilt's off the market which was yes. one of their major targets yes you know are they going to trade for Nerlens are they going to bring back Nerlens the Sixers need to bring back everybody that's I my take bring back Nerlens Bring back Roke. Oh, he's going to get bought out and they're going to sign yeah. him. You know, I'm fine yeah, with that. Bring back Nerlens. Bring back Roko. Bring back Dario. Bring back MCW. Just fill the whole roster with four. Make a trade for Jeremy players. The the process players that panned out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go get go get Mike Muscala back. <laughs> I, tell me Mike Muscala wouldn't be useful on this team right now. Would Doc Rivers play Mike Muscala? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. He's because he's, he's a just veteran. George Niang. He's just George Niang. Like yeah. functionally. I don't know. I'm fine with George Niang being George Niang. <laughs> I don't need a different is, George Niang. Is he on the team tomorrow? I hope so. I hope so, but there. I feel like I've heard him in like too many rumors for him to not well, be somewhat hot. Especially if they're looking, contract. especially if they're looking to do some sort of consolidation move. You yeah. know, he has an expiring contract. I don't know that we re-sign George Niang next year. Yeah, I would love to, but I don't. I don't know if we do. Yeah, and who knows what kind of money they have to be able to do this or not? Yeah. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. Daryl's got a lot to uh Daryl's got a lot on his mind, a lot to, to deal with. All right, that's it for now. I think we're gonna leave it at yeah. that with yeah. our reactions to the latest Lakers trade and <laughs> our thoughts on what might happen tomorrow. We're gonna keep our eye on the we're gonna keep our eye on Twitter, we're gonna keep our eye on Shams, we're gonna keep our eye on Woj, and there might be a last-minute emergency podcast tomorrow. If not, we'll see you next week yeah. with another episode of the Stretch 4 podcast. You know where to find us online, at Stretch4Pod yeah. on Instagram, Stretch4Pod.com. Uh, follow Keenan, follow me, and follow your heart and everything that you do. I can't even get through it without laughing. Don't fall for the fake blue checks. Don't fall for them. <laughs> <laughs>